During this time of Advent, we are preparing for the coming of Christ, a twofold coming of Christ. Coming of Christ and his birth, and the coming of Christ a second time to judge the living and the dead. And probably the most common difference in the feelings we have towards those comings is Christmas, the coming of Christ at his birth, there's that true anticipation of joy. But then oftentimes when we think of the coming of Christ the second time, we might not always have that same kind of joy. Uh, maybe there's even a little fear. But if Christ is coming, in whatever way, he is coming for our good, to give us much, because he desires to give us much. And it's important then during this Advent season to have also that anticipation of joy, that eager expectation of Christ's second coming. And yet, there is something about that fear. And we see it in today's gospel with the centurion. He has fear of the Lord. And fear of the Lord is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, as we hear in Proverbs. And this fear is not a servile fear, like a uh, slave fearing its master because of punishment. Fear of the Lord is a filial fear based on Mutual love, you know, like a son afraid to hurt the feelings of his father based on that mutual love. It is a, a fear of losing our father. It is a fear based on an awe and respect of who God is, how he is almighty and all-powerful. And the centurion gives us a great example of that today in our reading. You know, he recognizes he has power. You know, he points out, you know, I, I am a man subject to authority. You know, so, soldiers obey me. I say to one, go, and he goes. To another, come here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. He knows he has some power. But no matter what your position in life on this earth, even if you're the president or a king or a dictator, you will always answer to somebody. And we all will answer to our maker, to our creator. And Centurion then, he has this humility. He recognizes he is not the highest. God is. He knows he is subject to God. And he recognizes God in Jesus. Even though he's not even a Jew expecting the Messiah, he knows there's something special about him. And so, with his servant lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully, he comes to him asking for a cure. And so much so that he knows Jesus doesn't even need to go to his house. First of all, he doesn't even feel worthy that Jesus could come into his house. But he knows Jesus can heal him, heal that servant without even being there. He knows. In that humility, he recognizes God's power. 
This humility, then, is the foundation of our faith, and it is what wipes out the beginning of all sin, pride. This fear of the Lord is to be, then, in conjunction with that joy, because we know Christ is coming for us. And something interesting about Jesus' reply to the centurion is he points out, you know, not only is he amazed that no one in Israel has he found such faith, but then he says, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven being like a banquet. And our first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, we hear how Jerusalem, Israel, will be purged by the judgment of God and made beautiful, fully restored with honor and splendor. And it's understood that this passage is about that happy banquet. Where do we have a foreshadow of this banquet? At Mass. And so, you know, Advent, there's also a third coming that we prepare for, the coming of Christ into our hearts. And that is what we do at every Mass in a very real and physical way if we receive Holy Communion in a worthy manner. You know, the first half of Mass, we are expecting Christ to come. It's like a mini-Advent, every Mass. And then we are able to share in this banquet. We have a foretaste of that eternal banquet, the marriage banquet of the Lamb, the marriage banquet of Christ in his church, the new Israel, which is the whole point of the second coming, so that the church may be fully purged, whether it's on earth or in purgatory, but fully purified and washed clean by his blood so that we may fully enjoy that banquet. And Jesus in the gospel points out that even the Gentiles will be part of this banquet. This has been fulfilled with Christianity spreading throughout the whole world, being grafted onto that branch, that tree of Israel. And so then it's no coincidence that we say the centurion's prayer at every Mass as an expectation of Christ's coming, to have that attitude that disposition the centurion has in the coming of Christ, whether it be his birth, his second coming, or the coming here at Mass. That is why we say those words, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. And indeed, if we receive in a worthy manner, then our souls are healed. Every Holy Communion wipes away venial sin. 
You have to go to confession to wipe away mortal sin. But every Holy Communion wipes away venial sin. Our soul is truly healed, and we're given those graces to further our faith, to have that strong faith like the centurion. But it's not only spiritual healing that the Lord offers, even physical healing. You know, once uh, earlier this summer, I remember hearing an interview with uh, Chris Stefanik with a, an, an exorcist, and they were talking about how, uh, you know, we expect more out of a, a Tylenol than we do the Eucharist so often. Like the centurion then, bring your intentions. Ask, and you shall receive. We receive so little, Jesus says to St. Faustina, because we ask for so little. And so with great trust, like the centurion, and with that humble disposition, that fear of the Lord, that humble recognition of who God is and how he is all-powerful, may we, with that anticipation of joy, come to the Lord today and expect much in his coming, for he wants to give us so much. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.